This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Central Texas Life. Today, we're going to talk about a very serious subject mm-hmm. having to do with young people, mm-hmm. and that is gangs. Mm-hmm. Katie Chadwell, mm-hmm. who was on this podcast not too long ago, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> talking about McGregor Paw Patrol yep. and dogs and all this. <laughs> you happen to say, oh, well, my day job is <laughs> right. with the Claris Center for Families, mm-hmm. which is part of the Heart of Texas Behavioral Health Network, mm-hmm. and you deal with young people and in gang prevention. Mm-hmm. And you have brought along with you Elizabeth Ponce, who is uh, also your both licensed professional counselors. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm an associate. At associate, okay, mm-hmm. and so, um, I I guess it's kind of silly, but I I know gangs are a problem. You sure, know? sure. So you know, how big is the problem? I guess mm-hmm. let's start off with that. Yeah. And, and what do you do and what can people do? Sure, yeah. About it? So the problem is big and growing. Um, so gangs today, I think a lot of people think of the old style gangs like Crips and Bloods, yeah. uh, Gangster Disciples. And, you know, you, they're very organized. They've got leadership. They've got rules. They've got structure. They don't just go after random people. Usually it's usually um, gang stuff. Well, today what we're seeing a lot more of is these uh, what they call hybrid gangs. And so these are not organized gangs. They often don't have organized leadership. There are no rules. There's no structure. Um, So it's not just hurt bad people. It's how many people can you shoot, period? Um, How many people can you hurt, period? How many people, you know, how many babies can you have? How much can you reproduce? How much money can you get? And they're using social media in really creative ways. And so they're not getting on social media and saying, oh, I'm, you know, this gang member. I'm part of that. Well, that would be nuts. Right. So they're posting pictures of expensive cars. They're posting pictures of piles of cash and pretty girls. and a lure. mm Mm-hmm. And so they're getting these kids that are really, you know, vulnerable and susceptible. The kids that have, you know, parents or guardians that are working a lot of hours or a lot of jobs, kids who have been through trauma. And instead of helping them through their pain, they're saying, come on, like, we'll protect you. They're creating violence in the community and then protecting the kids from the violence that they've created. And so they're they're really sneaky. It's it's grooming kind of, you know, I know usually when we use the word grooming, it's for it's sexual for abuse, sexual abuse yeah. but it's really similar with this gang activity and trafficking and just kind of everything that goes along with it. Um, so the problem is big and growing is the answer. Um, as far as what people can do, you know, I think first is reaching out for help and paying attention to what your kids are doing, especially on social media. Um, and so there's, you know, if you see a lot of their Facebook friends or a lot of their TikTok friends have the same icon after their name, a lot of times these gangs will adopt like a little, oh. a little emoji and that's like their sign. And so if you're looking through their friends list and you see... You start seeing repeats. Mm-hmm, repeats or repeat phrases. So... Uh, NFL is one here in Waco. And so if you see, you know, Katie NFL, you know, Tommy NFL, and they're all on their list, that's something to look out for as well is repeating phrases or repeating emojis. 
Um, another thing to look out for is if your kid starts, you know, wearing certain types of clothing. So it's not even just, oh, we wear shirts that say what our gang is. It's It might be something as simple as we wear blue shoelaces. Um, oh, they are really, yes. Minor mm-hmm. very things, subtle. but subtle, as you say, right. subtle things that other people would might would notice. Right. Oh, okay. So, you know, you're driving along mm-hmm. the city of Waco and you see a shoe hanging over. <laughs> sure. Does that have anything to do with gangs? I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I think it just depends sometimes. So, you know, it's hard to tell because it's the part of hybrid gangs is they're forever changing. You know, Crips and Bloods, yeah, Gangster Disciples. Yeah, I was going to say keeping up with Yes, it is always changing. And with social media, it's really easy for them to adapt and change quickly. Um, And so it is very different than the old style gangs we're seeing. You know, children are not off limits. Little kids are not off limits. Okay, I was going to ask, what what is the youngest you have seen? So the one that actually started the program that, um, you know, motivated this program that we've created, Mm -hmm. he was nine. Um, Nine? Yes. Mm -hmm. And doing actual gang activities. So what these gangs are doing is they're, these people are smart right and so if you're under the age of 10 you cannot be arrested so they're getting these kids under the age of 10 having them commit all these criminal offenses because they can't be charged for them and so then these kids are getting in very adult and dangerous situations without actually realizing or recognizing what's going on so they are they committing crimes they don't know what's a crime they don't know any better or Um, depends on the kid i think some kids know but i mean if you've grown up with it and you know your brother's in a gang your uncle's in a gang your dad's in a gang um you know you just don't know better yeah it's what you do you don't feel like you have a choice all of the time and so you know the kiddos that have families involved in gangs are the hardest ones to reach just because it's all they've ever known other kids yeah they get brothers or whatever that they look up to right Right. So it's hard. Some know, some don't. Um, but it's still the pull is the pull is the same. Well, I just know, you know, in in all my years of reporting news, mm-hmm. you know, and you report particularly teenage victims right. of gun violence. Right. You're just thinking this this isn't a random no. thing no. that happened. No. And here in Waco, we've seen a lot of it recently with, you yeah. know, kids, oh, kids yeah. shooting kids. And, you know, then that doesn't just end the one person's life. It ends the other person's, too, because then Not they're to going to prison. The and on the family. And absolutely. Mm-hmm. It creates it creates trauma for the community. I mean, it scares oh. people. And then, I mean, then here comes this person that says, let me protect you. You saw that shooting. Let me protect you. I got you. We're family because that's what they say a lot, too. My kids will say, I'm not in a gang. It's a family. And it's like, OK. Well, okay. I want to I want to bring Elizabeth into this conversation, yes, yes, Sam. Yes. You know, in in your work, how long have you been working with with this area in this area with Clara Center? Mm-hmm. So I've been there for two years. So mm-hmm. I started as a case manager and then did my graduate internship at Clara's for another year, and now I'm starting, I guess, another year as a counselor, li- licensed professional counselor associate. So mm-hmm. I'm working towards getting my full license. Yep. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a process. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so what led you into this area? What made you think, oh, this this is what I want to do? Man, you know, like I get that question a lot. And um, actually, I didn't start in this field at first. So my first, I was actually going to school to be an engineer. That didn't happen. So <laughs> okay, and that's um, a little different. Yeah, but always like you know, since I was little, like I I went through things when I was a kid. Um, and I went to counseling as a kid. Did you? I did. So as a teenager, actually. And 
you know, like, I think that experience just kind of stuck with me. And I remember being like a freshman and choosing, okay, like, what do I, what do I do a freshman in college? Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, okay, well, my dad didn't really want me to go into like the psychology counseling field, but I think eventually I just like kind of came to it. Yeah. Now I'm here. You just felt called to to that. Yeah. Well, it, it, I mean, it has to be a calling Mm -hmm. um, because because the individuals you deal with have, mm-hmm. have got to, they've experienced trauma, right. and then you can be secondary trauma if yeah. you're not careful Absolutely. with the stories that you hear. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it is hard, and you know, I think for me, my background is similar with coming to counseling. I Well, I always knew I wanted to, but mm-hmm. you know, I went through a lot of trauma as a kid, and oh. I didn't get to go to counseling, but my younger brother did, and it saved his life. And I saw that effect on him, mm-hmm. and um, you know, I, I had a teacher that was so impactful, Miss Green, I'll forever and always remember, mm-hmm. um, you know, was really there for me, and so my whole life has been like, I'm not here to fix problems. I'm here to let someone know they're not alone like she made me feel. And so, you know, I think at least most people that we work with, almost everybody we work with, has this strong drive and this strong passion to make a difference. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of where this GAPS thing came from. You know, we're in counseling with these kids and we're seeing – them younger and younger get recruited to gangs and you know I went to one of our other supervisors of our juvenile justice program Shamika and I was like there has to be something and she's on what's called the gang collaboration here in Waco which has representatives from a bunch of different places and Mm -hmm. I said tell me what are the resources what is there what can I give to this family and she's like there's nothing. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, well, that's that's a problem we can that's fix. That's not good. Like, we're the local mental health authority. We can fix that. Yeah. And so we came up with this GAPS idea. And mm-hmm. it, it and that know, stands for? Uh, gang Awareness Prevention and Safety. Okay. Um, and so we came up with this GAPS idea. We actually just hit our first anniversary, which is so exciting. Yeah, it's new. Um, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. it, has, it has grown a lot. And we've been really, really grateful. We've had amazing partners. Our, maybe our biggest is the Sheriff's Department here in McLennan County. Um, they show up to all of our events. They bring tons of people. They help us promote it. Um, you know, we had a meeting with the sheriff himself, and mm-hmm. he was like, however we can help, we How are going to help. How can we help? Yeah, because um, they are certainly aware yeah. of the problem. And Waco PD, too, has been mm-hmm. huge, huge, huge. And so their neighborhood engagement team, they are wonderful humans. Um, Brighton and Officer Vice are both amazing humans who mm-hmm. come to all of our events and um, see us out in the community a lot. And, you know, we have a lot of other community partners, too. And so we've got, you know, like CIS and Starry and uh, Family Abuse Center and just tons of people that are yeah. here to help however they can, which is really, really yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The mm-hmm. crime victims and mm-hmm. advocacy group, I yeah. had the chance to visit with two of the ladies from there, you know, and, and in researching that, of course, on their website, the, the numbers they have are just staggering um, for sexual assault. Of kids, you know, one in four girls by the time they're 18. Sure. Well, I mean, I can't even, I can't even imagine. I can't even get my head around that. Um, And yet, I mean, you, not that that's what your background is, but but you both, you know, had Mm -hmm. reason to need counseling because somewhere along the line you were hurt. Yep. Yep. You were hurt by somebody. Yep. And uh, nine times out of ten, I bet, it's somebody you trusted and loved. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And that's exactly what this gang thing is. And that's what we're trying to teach is we've kind of got three main facets of what we're doing is we're teaching about gang psychoeducation. We're teaching about any kind of related things. So substance use, early legal system involvement, trafficking, kind of those related subsets. Yeah, it all just, right. It all comes together. together, And then the third thing is like healthy relationships. So a lot of these kiddos just don't know what that even means. And they think that choosing the gang member is the only option because they don't know what a healthy relationship is. Mm -hmm. So we talk about what does that even mean? What is a healthy boundary? How do we set boundaries? How do we say no to peer pressure? And so every three months, um, we have a big presentation. We do it at different locations throughout the city. Our last one was actually in Bellmead for the first time. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we we go around because we don't want transportation to be an issue. So we try and hit a lot of different areas. Mm -hmm. We provide free dinner. Um, We've Papa Rolos and... um, Bubba's. Yes, thank say, you. But yeah, uh, both, both of those businesses are such great Huge. community So members. they've both given Giving. us pizza twice. They probably just give you. Oh, so food. much. Yes. Yeah. And then Bolero has been huge. Top Golf main event. Yeah, yeah. We've had tons of, like, because we give away prizes too. We do well, raffles. Well, and fun things for people mm-hmm. to do. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And Hawaiian Balls gave us some for not the last one, but the one before. Yeah. And so it's really neat. So we have every three months, we have it where, again, we give free dinner. Um, we... We have community partners come set up tables. So if people need help, we've got Medicaid representatives there. We've got chiropractors there. We've got, you know, (laughs) Starry and Family Abuse Center and CIS and just all of these. Any resource you need, we got it. And if we don't, we'll find them. And so... Then we have people come speak. So the presentation is an hour and a half, and we do a combination between experts and people with lived experience. So experts would be we've had like Waco PD speak. Mm -hmm. We've had Mm -hmm. sheriff's department speak. Our last one, we had an ER doctor speak. We've had Unbound Mm -hmm. come speak about trafficking. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But then the lived experience is really the meat because we're finding people who have either had early legal system involvement, who have had gang involvement, Mm -hmm. who have had substance use, um, who have been trafficked, and they're coming in they're openly sharing their stories wow. about what led them to those choices, yeah. what it was like, what helped them turn it around, and what life's like on the other side. And I will tell you, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10, the experts are amazing. I learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. But the kids, that lived experience is where it's at. And so it's like you're not alone. Like, And that's, and that's the cool. thing. Mm-hmm. For, for a kid that kind of gets sucked into this, right. they, they think there's, there's no right. choice. There's no out. Mm-hmm. And there's no out. And that they're alone in all this. Yep. And if they can see or hear, yeah, mm-hmm. this person got out of that. Right. And life is great now for them, you yeah. know. Yeah. And it's cool. So we've had people who have been freshly released from prison come mm-hmm. and immediately share their stories with us. And, really? and it's incredible. And then, like I said, law enforcement, I can't speak highly enough. Waco PD mm-hmm. and Sheriff's Department, mm-hmm. they come out of uniform um, and they just go interact. Like half the time the kids, I don't even know if they know they're cops. Um, but they're just interacting with these mm-hmm. kids. Hey, hey, man, like you play football, you know, you play basketball. Yeah. They're getting to know them. And they're mm-hmm. there not because they have to be. They're there because they want to be. They mm-hmm. genuinely want to help with the preventative effort. And that's what we're trying to create is a preventative effort to get to kids before they join the gang yeah. um, and let them know there's another choice and that we're here to help and yeah. people care. You know, you, you say that it is a problem, though, that's mm-hmm. growing. Yes. But it sounds like you have to be so on top of the social media. How, yes. do you, are you involved at all, Elizabeth, in trying mm-hmm. to figure out, you know, what's the newest thing they're doing? You know, because it's probably there's always something new. 
I know we received, you know, like some training from yeah. like um, the sheriff's department mm-hmm. yeah. and their gang collaboration, but no, like I'm not, unfortunately, I'm not looking on social media and seeing, yeah. so it sounds like, you, like she said, it's kind of growing, so like the trends kind of change. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. somebody's going to. Mm-hmm going to be on top of yeah and the gang yeah. collaboration is great they've got people mm-hmm. from you know uh sheriff's department waco pd you know like i said we have a representative i i know they've got a bunch of other people i can't remember who all else mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. um they've got a couple people who are really on top of it and they've given us well our little gaps team they've given us some training on what emojis mean and yeah. what to look oh, for. oh really yeah mm-hmm. yeah um but it is forever changing and so basically mm-hmm. what they've told us and you can tell me if you heard it differently is that you know it's just paying attention if especially teachers if you see kids that sitting at the same table who all have the same lunchbox color or the same t-shirt color Just or little, little things, things. So you say yeah. little yeah. things or even nike be. shoes with a red check mark specifically mm-hmm. pay attention and so that's not saying you know if midway kids all wear a red shirt on friday that you should be concerned well usually right? it's because it's game day <laughs> right. hopefully it's so, because they're going to football yeah they're going to a football game but <laughs> it's it's looking at that and i think also yeah. getting those preconceived notions out of your head and so it's yeah. not just you know, the bad kids. A lot of times it's, you know, the kids who are getting bullied and getting picked on. They'll form their own gang to protect themselves in the moment, the very moment they create, uh, do their first criminal offense, it is a gang. Okay, so So that's the qualifier. It's a criminal offense, yes. Yeah. And so that means them hitting first. That does not mean them defending themselves. That's not what that means. Yeah. But that means the first time they go attack somebody or start Mm -hmm. a fight. And Mm -hmm. so pay attention. If there's kids sitting at a table together and kind of closed off and, you know, ask what's up, ask what's going on and pay attention to those kids. Start pulling those kids aside, giving them some extra attention um, because that's really, these kids need love. They need attention. And if we can show them there's another right. option and there's other people that care, I'm not saying that fixes it a hundred percent of the time, but I'm saying we can prevent some it of can, it. It can help for sure. Right. You know, and I would assume once they're in that gang, then they have certain requirements certain things yeah. they have to do yeah you know and you hear about these stories you know in the big cities i don't know that it's happened here where sure. someone is just standing on the street corner and out mm-hmm. of the blue they just yeah come in it and it's nine times out of ten yeah. i would think it's because well it's well okay there's one i've checked off <laughs> yeah just decked that 75 yeah. year old man yeah who mm-hmm. had nothing to do with anything that yeah. you've got going on yeah and that yeah. i mean that is happening here we're having drive-by shootings all the time where mm. you know people that are not involved with any kind of thing they're trying to cook dinner and their house gets shot up right. and you know i don't know that anyone has died from it but it's certainly happening and you yeah. know when you give a kid a gun their brains are not developed enough to know what to do with that or how to yeah. how to do that safely Mm-mm. and so these kids are making impulse decisions and they're following the lead of the older older gang members and they're doing things that are really hard to come and back they want to be tough guys yeah. they want to be mm-hmm. yeah well a lot of them are scared a lot of them have been through trauma and have been hurt right. and live in neighborhoods that are kind of scary to live in if you're by yourself and if someone offers you protection you're gonna hold on to you that might with everything wanna, uh, yeah hold on to that if you yeah can. at what cost though that's what you know, right. that's what we're dealing right. with. I know, I know you've got some ink. I do. You. <laughs> yeah, you've got a ink. Um, but, I, but I've heard there are programs, too, because sometimes mm-hmm. that ink is, it, yes. is a gang. It's gang-related. And yeah. they're able to go, and I think some 
tattooists or they're, or they're able to go mm-hmm. and, and get that removed. Yeah. So absolutely. do you have anything to do with that? So we don't yet. That is something we've actually talked some about. Um, yeah. Because I have a friend um, who used to work for Casa here who had started a program like this in Washington and she was a really good mentor and that was actually part of their program was tattoo mm-hmm. removal. Yeah. And so that is something that we're looking at down the road, just not mm-hmm. something we have gotten to quite yet. Um, but it is. I mean, if, if members want to get out, we want to help them in whatever way we can. And so that is something we're looking at. We just haven't found the resources quite yet to do yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Which kind of brings us to, you know, how are you funded? I know the Clara Center has been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I presume grants and... So with the GAPS initiative right now, it we are completely donation based so we i mean we're not gap staff we're counselors our our jobs are funded through the clara center so we don't have any specific staff that is Mm -hmm. getting paid to do gaps this is all on top of our little panel Mm -hmm. um, which is us and then shamika pettis Mm -hmm. uh hayden and bambi you know this is all on top of our normal day-to-day job this is a completely volunteer effort and so food is donated um clara center we we do use you know some of our money to get like drinks and things like that Mm -hmm. but um, mostly everything is donated and so prizes are donated and food is donated people come speak for free often locations are donated um, and so right now at this point it is still a fully do- like donation volunteer effort um, yeah but you could probably use maybe some some help from yes. the community <laughs> yes. just coordinating stuff yes you know, yeah. absolutely Doing nothing more than make phone calls or whatever. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. so it, I mean, prizes, or if there's any organizations out there that want to help us with food, you know, yeah. we're always looking for stuff for our events. We're out there doing community events all the time, um, you know, so anyone that has a location they think might be good for this, um, definitely give us a call, mm-hmm. or, you know, schools, eventually we want to get into schools and do a miniature that version of this. huge. Huge, huge. Yes. Get them where they mm-hmm. are, and so yeah. um, we want to do a miniature version, so instead of an hour and a half, we'd break it down into two mm-hmm. 45-minute segments where we do you know it during a specials period and then maybe a couple weeks a month later come back and do it again Um, and again we would bring one guest speaker with us that Mm -hmm. has lived experience and um, each time Um, so that's that's, gonna have an impact yeah that's in the works too Um, and so if there's any schools that want us to come out and we haven't started that yet but we can put that together pretty quickly so if there's any schools interested Mm. please contact us we would love that um, because that's really, I think, where we can make the biggest impact is getting kids somewhere they already are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So can you think of a, a story, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, without using names? <laughs> sure, sure. Elizabeth, I know you've kind of been at this a little while. You know, somebody that kind of made an impact on you that that was maybe involved in a gang. Mm-hmm. So right now I actually do not have a kid that I mm-hmm. see that's involved um, that's, in a gang. I guess that's good. <laughs> yes, but... Um, I do get stories from, you know, kiddos, multiple kiddos that I yeah, see that actually just kind of witness criminal activity mm-hmm. or like things like that. You know, somebody that maybe hasn't experienced this will be like one thing that comes to my mind is this like, oh, like a specific kid talking about gunshots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like hearing gunshots basically every day. And oh, at this yeah. point for them, it's just is this normal? It's like, oh, OK, well, I heard it. No big deal. Right. So, yeah. but to me, it sticks with me because, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard. 
Mm-hmm. What about you? <laughs> yeah, so mine is the mo- my kiddo for the motivator for all of this. You know, was mm-hmm. nine years old and yeah, was you doing mentioned. yeah really dangerous things and and it's hard once they're embedded because um, he had been embedded for quite a while by the time I got him and picked him up and found out and so it's really hard to break them out of that but mm-hmm. it's really cool to see them once they finally start to trust you and they start opening up and actually telling you real feelings for the first time which sometimes can take years. Um, mm-hmm it's hard I mean for this particular kiddo it's taken years for him to open up and um, you know there's still struggles it's not an overnight fix and I think that's what I would tell counselors is if you've got a kiddo in a gang like do not give up on them because they just need you to prove that you're gonna be there and you're gonna be consistent and you're not this big bad bad authority that you know they've been warned about like you you just have to be consistent because Mm -hmm. eventually they'll open up and Mm -hmm. that's what I've experienced with mine Mm -hmm. at least and just pray they survive yeah I mean, it's It's really sad. It's life and death. I mean, Mm -hmm. and that's what we say all the time. It's like the work we're doing is Mm life-saving. And we take it seriously. We we absolutely look at it like that. Like our counseling work and the GAPS program, we look as life-saving. Um, it is important work, and we definitely view it as such. Well, I am honored to just get to hear about this and to yeah. know that you all are doing this just voluntarily mm-hmm. because you see the need. And I love mm-hmm. those stories, you know, that, you know, I, I see a problem. Yep. What can I do to help? Yep. And then it becomes this big thing. Yeah. Well, and I also want to say our director, Ron Kimball, is like the greatest human ever. And so Shamika and I, we had that conversation and I said, well, I have this idea. What do you think? And she's like, I love it. Let's go to boss. And I was like, okay. So we go to Ron and he's like, what do we need to do to make it happen? There was no question. There was no, how are we going to fund this? There was no, none of that. It's yeah, this is a problem. That's a brilliant idea. Let's let's do this. What do we need to do? And Ron has had our back 100% since. Um, and so we are very lucky, too, that we have, like, the greatest director of all time. So. <laughs> well, so, again, how can folks get in touch with you? Um, or is there yeah. a way, I guess, yeah, to, yeah. to donate if they want to donate? Um, so as far as, like, donations, like, uh, items are usually easier. So, like, prizes or mm-hmm. if yeah. people want to give us food. So Especially just calling. things that kids would like. Yes, yeah. things kids would like, 100%. Yeah. And so calling our main Clara Center number, uh, 254-752-7889. Mm-hmm. And then you'll put extension 3100. That'll take you to our front desk. Um, and then you can just ask about the GAPS program, and they'll send you to one of us, whoever answers the phone, because we're in session a lot. <laughs> yeah, I bet, um, I bet but whoever answers the phone, they will send you to. Um, it'll either be me or Elizabeth or mm-hmm. Shamika Hayden or Bambi, and we are all you know, all ears and would love to talk. And so if schools want us to come in, call that same number. Yeah. Um, if people want to donate items or things, call that same number. They'll get you in touch with us for sure. Well, we'll and we'll include that number in the posting when, uh, when this yeah. drops. So. Perfect. Thank you both yes. so yeah. much, Elizabeth and Katie. Thank what, you. what you're doing is just awesome, and I appreciate you yes, so much. Yes, we appreciate you. Thanks for and having us. Thank you for joining us for Central Texas Life. We'll see you again next time. Bye-bye. Central Texas Life with Ann Harder is part of the Rogue Media family. Be sure to check out our other shows at roguemedianetwork.com. Please rate this show five stars on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcasts. Join us again soon for more Central Texas Life with Ann Harder. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.